yourself muted. Okay. Well, we are live. Hello, hello out there world. Thank you so much for tuning in. We wanna welcome you to another episode of Coffee with Rhonda. And today we're gonna to be talking about sabotage. Self-sabotage, sabotage of others, and we want you to join into the conversation. So happy Saturday to you. I want to welcome you to another episode of the Coffee with Rhonda show where we are a group of coaches and thought leaders and business owners that like to sit around, have our coffee conversations, and talk about some of the successes and challenges that we all face every day in just being a woman. So before we get started, just a couple of housekeeping items here. Number one, if you're out there and you're watching, we want you to tell us uh, your name, where are you watching from, and be sure to tell us also what's in your cup. Um, also, we want you to share and like the video. If you find anything substantive or anything that resonates with you, don't forget to comment because we want you to join the conversation as well. And if you'll tag a friend for us um, that you would like to share this video with, that would be fantastic. So let's get started. My name is Rhonda Y. Williams and I am the host for the show. I'm known as the Dream Life Coach. I'm an emotional intelligence strategist uh, and coach helping leaders shift from overwhelmed to overjoyed, um, from stuck to unstuck so that they can begin living a life that they absolutely love. I'm also the founder of Dream Life by Design Mastermind Group, where we help you transition uh, to creating that joyful life that you want. We help hold you accountable. We help celebrate your successes. And if you're interested in a success group like ours, you can visit manifestmydreams.com and click the join button, and then I'll reach out to you. So I have with me a group of wonderful women and panelists that will be joining our conversation today. So we're going to go around and we're going to have everyone introduce themselves. I'm going to start with my co-host and then we're going to introduce our guest for the show. Uh, we're going to have her introduce herself as well. So um, let's start with you, Miss Roz. We're so happy to have you. We missed you last week. I missed you guys too. Let me be really quick in case I, I'm frozen. I'm Roz Jones. I'm the CEO and owner of Jacksonville's Best Caregivers. When you can't do it all, you give us a call. We provide in-home home care to your loved one. And, and so I'm going to be real brief and pass it on to the next person. All right. Thanks, Roz. All right. So thanks for joining, Roz. Murray. introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Murray. I'm based in Perth, Australia. I'm an entrepreneur and I'm the CEO of uh, Empty Energy Resources, which is an oil and gas consulting company. And I'm also the CEO of Mirai Tulekima Global Leadership Organization, an organization which actually um, helps individuals and organizations to take control of their success and their, their destiny and to become the best that they can be. So I'm really happy to be here today. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Marae. And, um, you know, I forgot to tell you guys, I have my Savannah, Georgia cup this morning. So when we talk about what's in your cup, I'm just feeling all peachy this morning and <laughs> like a little Georgia peach. And I've got some coffee in my cup. And so let's go to Miss Cynthia, who's joining us as a guest for today. Thank you so much for joining, Cynthia. Introduce yourself. Good morning, everyone. I am Cynthia Green, your marriage and relationship visionary strategist. I am the founder of Marriage Built to Last. I am hailing all the way from Upper Marlboro, Maryland, and I've got some wonderful, delicious water in my cup. Wonderful. Wonderful. Wow. 
<laughs> awesome. Hey, water is always good. It's definitely oh, water is always good. I have my bottle, but yes, <laughs> you've got your bottle. And I like that cup there, Miss Cynthia. What's what's the is there a letter on that cup? Yes, that's a C for my name, C for Cynthia. Awesome. <laughs> Ooh, like Cynthia. All right, very nice. And so let's go ahead and get started. So our topic of conversation today is sabotage. And I know, Roz, this was one that you were um, passionate about. So we're going to talk a little bit about sabotage today. And it's interesting because when we talk about sabotage, there are different types of sabotage, right? There's sabotage of uh, how others are sabotaging you, might be sabotaging you in your life, in your business, in your career. Um, but then there's also this little thing called self-sabotage. And I want to touch on that a little bit also, because sometimes self-sabotage uh, can be more prominent in our life than other sabotaging. And I hope that's the case for all of you out there. I hope there's not a lot of people out there trying to sabotage you. So I'm going to tell you to run, right? Don't allow that, don't allow that craziness in your life too much. But um, so let's go ahead and get started. So I think when I first uh, thought of this um, you know, conversation and um, and Rod shared it as a topic for us. You know, my immediate thought went to, gosh, have I been sabotaged in my own life? Right? Where have I been sabotaged? And, you know, I think sometimes we experience sabotage of others and we don't even know it. Right. We don't even realize because many times we we look at the positive. We look at people as being well-meaning and, you know, they're not trying to sabotage me. That was probably accidental. And, you know, there's probably not, you know, what it, what it may actually be. So I think as we think about the uh, topic of sabotage, I think there were times in, um, in my career where little things were happening. And at the time, I didn't really attribute them to sabotage, right? I didn't think that that was what was going on. And looking back on it, at the consistency of some little things that pop up, you think, you know what? <laughs> it probably was sabotage. You know, as, as I sort of advanced in my nursing and my executive career, um, I had uh, times when, um, I'll give you a very specific example. So I took over the nursing uh, department and the department was not in good shape, right? So I came back as the, the director of nursing and I took over this department and I, there was just so much to do. I almost didn't even know where to start. So I'm chugging away and trying to prioritize our, our, you know, what we needed to do first in order to make sure we were providing safe and effective patient care. But then, you know, how do we continue to build our team, build our staff? And I'm going through this process. We're sort of back, but you're frozen. Uh-oh. Am I frozen? Am I frozen? Okay. All right. Also, so maybe it's Cynthia um, that might be frozen right now. Um, and if Cynthia, if you need to remove yourself and come back in, that's okay. Um, oh, so I'm frozen. Yes, you were frozen, but you're back now. So, uh, so what happened in this was a group of leaders, as I'm sort of systematically going through the process of revamping this department, a group of leaders sort of felt that I wasn't moving fast enough right, that I wasn't making the progress that I should have been making and, and things weren't turning around that quickly. So a whole group of leaders went to my boss, my CEO, and told him that they were not satisfied with the progress being made, things were moving too slow, they didn't see things happening, I wasn't getting to things timely enough. And I was a little bit floored by that, by that conversation that took place. So then of course I got called into the CEO office and. He shared the frustrations and the concerns with me. 
And I was so irritated. And I thought to myself, are you guys trying to get me fired? Because if you were dissatisfied with something happening, why didn't you come to me? Why didn't you come and have that conversation directly with me to say, here's my concern. This is, I think these things should be a priority. You know, when you have other department heads and everybody's looking at things from their own perspective, right? And so um, their perspective may not be your perspective. And so it's okay, you know, to not, to feel like, you know, something else should be happening and maybe you don't see the big picture. However, if you're not trying to sabotage me or, you know, uh, cause me to lose my job or have someone else come in there, then I would think that that conversation would happen directly with me. So I was pissed. <laughs> I was really upset. And so my CEO knew it. He's going, he's like, Rhonda, now let me just tell you, don't make a big deal out of this. Don't, you know, don't say anything. I just want you to be aware of what the conversation was with me. And I'm sitting there steaming and I'm like, yeah, okay. Uh-huh. No, 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 no. We're not doing this. Right. So I, I called the, the women together. I called them all together in a meeting, which he exactly what he told me not to do. I did because I just was like, this is not going down like this. And so I called them all together and I had a conversation with them and I said, look, I get it. Right. There's a lot of priorities, a lot of things that are off kilter here. But the only person that can fix this is me. So if you want something to happen in the nursing department, you need to come to me. And so that I can help, we can work on it together. So that was an instance of where I really felt that they were trying to pull the rug out from under me before I could really get started. And that was a that stood in my mind um, as a period of sabotage for me. So I'm gonna now toss it out to you guys to say, have you ever experienced sabotage in the workplace or either in your own life? Um, and Cynthia is our guest. I'm gonna come to you first and, and let you share your thoughts on this. I like to share, I can truly tell you about a time that I was personally sabotaged on the job. I used to live in Europe and I remember my clients used to always tell me, Cynthia, you need to watch her. Cynthia, you need to watch her. They was talking about this particular person who worked in my office and different people kept telling me this. I mean, like people I really didn't know, but people I'd done business with, people who were students in our program and like several people kept telling me that. Then I started noticing things. I would come to work and things were moved around on my desk. Mm -hmm. And one day I came to work and they had totally rearranged my office. Another day I came to work and I had this beautiful Persian rug on the floor and the rug had been moved to another location. And then the straw hit the fan when I came to work one day and they had literally went into my drawers and reorganized all my files. And so when I confronted them, they said, well, I just thought um, you could have used a better system. And that's my system, my drawer. You should have asked me. So then I decided to confront them. And I said, I feel like you have been doing some things on purpose to try to hurt me, sabotage my job, you know. And, and I said, and people have been telling me some things, but I wasn't listening. And she literally told me, she says, you know what? I was trying to um, destroy you because I felt like I could do this job better. I should have had the position you have. Um, she said some things like, you know, um, she apologized because she said, when I first started working here, I thought that there was no way that you could be as nice as you seem to be and as, um, as together as you seem to be and all these things she was saying. And I'm thinking to myself, you're mad at me because I'm nice. <laughs> like, 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 really? 
And she said some other things too, like, you know, because, you know, I guess because I dressed nice and she thought I was cute and she was saying all these things. I'm like, really? You're going to use me? It's just me. You're using me against me. And so I literally went into the supply closet in my office and broke down in tears. Oh like I couldn't believe that she, she really was doing these things to sabotage me. She really was doing these things to be mean and evil. And so my supervisor who worked in another part of Europe happened to call me and she could tell there was something wrong. Like she was like, Cynthia, what's wrong? And I was like, nothing. I'm okay. I'm okay. She says, no, I can tell something's wrong. And I started crying again. And so I told her what happened. She said, you know what? Don't worry about it. We'll take care of it. So the next thing I know, she was fired like the next day or two. Oh, but she, they might have waited a week, but they didn't make it seem like it had anything to do with me whatsoever. But they did fire her because they had knew that I was a little stressed about some things going on in the office. I had shared with them about how, you know, I had come in and she'd done this or she'd done that. But I wasn't necessarily complaining. And I was like, you know, did you guys ask her to organize my office? Did you ask her to do this? So, yeah, I was wow. personally attacked. Wow. Oh, wow, Cynthia, that's a very powerful story. And it's so interesting how bold people will be um, and actually admit it sometimes. So, you know, Marae, have you experienced um, uh, sabotage and especially being in that male dominated field of engineering mm -hmm. that you're in, Marae? Um, I can imagine. So share with us any of your experiences. Yeah, I, I definitely, I mean, I definitely did. And uh, it actually, the, the, this sabotage happened when I had my, you know, I got pregnant. So I, I was uh, actually starting in the industry. Uh, I was two years in the industry, so still a junior. And so I was pregnant. And uh, uh, my supervisor at that time uh, didn't actually like it because apparently he had a career path for me, which I didn't know because we didn't have the... Uh, uh, we, we never actually had the, the discussion. So instead of coming to me and talking to me, it was actually venting it. Okay. And I happened to have a very good relationship with the secretary and he was really saying very personal things. Yeah, she didn't need to, to, to have it now. And we had all of this plan. And uh, I don't even know if she'll be able to deliver when she, she has the baby and all kind of things. And I, I'm, I'm like, why is he you know, reacting like that? And if he has something to, to tell me, he should actually come to me, sit down, and we can, we can talk about it. And he was going on and on. So I, I had to basically, you know, call him up and say, we need to talk because I've, I've been hearing, you know, a lot of things and I need to understand what's going on because I can guarantee you that being pregnant doesn't mean that, uh, you know, I, I have a disability. I will still continue to do my work. And when I, I live there, you know, the, you, you will have to organize yourself. But when I'll be back, I will deliver as I have always delivered. So it shouldn't be a problem. And if you have, you know, if you have, uh, if you're not sure about something, you should come to me instead of starting to, you know, uh, create a negativity around, you know, uh, me being pregnant. So it, it went on and on, and at the, at the end of the day, uh, I actually um, 
us to change team because I felt like it was really, you know, it was going to be very difficult for me to work with this person mm -hmm. and because he already had some, you know, preconceived ideas about how I was going to, uh, to behave and being a mother was obviously going to be a problem for me to deliver, even if that was not a problem for, for me and other women have done it. So right. it, was, it was a very, very challenging time. And I basically had to address it with him and ask to change team basically to, to avoid any conflict or any, anything uh, negative um, mm. happening to me. I think that it's so interesting that we've all had these experiences and we're going to get Roz's experience, but I want to say hello to a couple of people. Hey, uh, Altavis checking in from Elkton, Maryland. Hello. Thank you for joining. Um, Nikki, Nikki Ride of, uh, or Diana from Uganda. She says she's from Uganda, but right now she's in Oman. So thank you guys for checking in. Don't forget to like the video and share the video. So, Raj, share with us some of, you know, uh, have you had a, a sabotage experience? I had a sabotage experience. And some people may call it church hurt, but I'm not going to call it church hurt. It happened in the church. And I happened to be working for the pastor of a church. And someone else came in, and similar to what the other ladies have said, they said that, that I was doing something that I wasn't doing. Um, this was a new person that came in and she was assisting you know, on the staff. And all of a sudden, I, the next thing I knew, similar to what Rhonda, I'm being called in, you know, in, in the principal's office. And you know, I got an attitude and, and you know, my neck went to rolling. And in my mind, I went to plotting. I'm gonna get her when I get out of here. And, you know, as I look back, um, you know, you have to look at the person that's do, bringing the information. You know, we were looking at that they were hurting us, but then, you know, we have to turn around and look at them. And because of that person, I lost my position. And then, you know, I couldn't understand why would you take her, you know, word over and, and, and i've been here already for five years and i proved myself i you know i proved my loyalty and then you could take hers over me so you know it's, instead of me really going off like i could have and you know i was pissed past festivity i just backed up right I just, but but it was hurtful but also too in that obstacle what opportunity was it for me to learn a lesson right and you know that's how i look at stuff now a long time ago you know i may have pulled my hair back and put Vaseline on my face and wanted to beat somebody up. Seriously. <laughs> Y'all know me. I'm still a thug at heart. <laughs> hey, sometimes thug life is the good life, right? <laughs> but you know, you know, I was telling somebody today, you know, obstacles can be opportunities or obstacles can be limitations. Right. It's up to us. Absolutely. Us. Thank you, Roz. And, you know, so, so let's think about that for a moment. Why with everything happening um, in the world and in the workplace, why do we think it is that people actually sabotage? Um, there was actually um, this uh, website, uh, and I'm gonna read a few of these to you guys. There's a website out there that apparently you can um, comment anonymously. And so I guess they got a conversation started about sabotage. And so what they did is they said, so you know, tell us about sabotage experiences and why 
you know, people might sabotage. And here's some of the things that people actually posted on this website. I purposely sabotaged my coworkers at work so they would get fed up and quit. Nobody ever suspected anything from me. And since then, I've moved pretty far up the totem pole, <laughs> right? So, so that others will get fed up and quit is a reason that people um, sabotage. So here's one. I purposely sabotage my boss because I want her job, right? Um, here's another one. I sabotage people at work so that I look better in front of the boss, right? And Cynthia's frozen. So, you know, we're going to remove you and bring you back in, Cynthia, when you unfreeze. Um my coworker steals commissions from me, and so I'm sabotaging her, hoping she'll get reprimanded, <laughs> right? So these are, oh my gosh, aren't, aren't these something else? Wait a minute, I gotta make a comment on this. <laughs> Marae, you're muted. She's on mute. What I'm getting ready to yes, say. Yes, I, I said, you know, sometimes it's actually your boss sabotage. I think this person wants you to go up because he knows that you're better than him. So he's right. trying to sabotage you so you don't progress in the, in the ladder. So that's that's another case that Absolutely. I've experienced myself. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, the boss. And also, too, sometimes, sometimes, I was going to say, sometimes people are jealous of your talents and skills because they don't have it, but also too, when you do things like this to people, and I say this all the time, the Karma Cafe stays open 24 seven. Mm. You get served what you deserve. Mm, I love that, the Karma Cafe, that's a hashtag. Wait, somebody put that in, out there in the comments for me in a hashtag. I'll do it right um, now. Ultimate says always, sis. Um, and I, want, I just wanna say that, you know, as we think about, I was reading these and thinking, Oh my gosh, really people out there are doing this. Here's another one. My boss to speak to um, what um, uh, Marae said, my boss is intentionally trying to sabotage me and I'm making myself sick over it. I need out right now, right? And so it's real. Sometimes people think you're crazy when you say, look, they're trying to sabotage me and they don't want to believe it because we want to be all kumbaya and have those moments. Um, Altibus says the seeds you sow will always give you a harvest, no matter what those seeds are. It doesn't matter, right? Good seeds, bad seeds, ugly seeds, you're still, that's what you're going to harvest. So that is a great point. And so as we think about why people sabotage, you know, know that sabotage is out there and it's real. It really is real. So how do you handle sabotage? When others are trying to sabotage you, how do we handle? I want to do a quick round of, with you guys to just say, do you have any um, suggestions out there? Because this is real for people. They may be experiencing sabotage in their life. And what do you do? And how about, I want to throw this little monkey wrench in the, in, in the conversation. What happens when the person that is sabotaging you is a spouse? Ooh. What happens when it's a spouse who who is feeling they don't want you to? Um, yeah, thank you, Altavis, for putting in there the hashtag Karma Cafe. What happens when they don't want you to succeed because they're afraid of what it means to them? You, it may take time away from them. You know, they're not going to be getting as much attention. Um, they 
oh, you may be, you may start making more money than them, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. So there's this ego thing that comes in. What happens when it's your spouse that's actually doing the sabotaging? All right, ladies, I'm gonna throw that out there to you. I think I can answer that one really well. You know what's so interesting that you brought that up? Yesterday, I spoke at a women's conference and my topic was um, the power of a virtuous wife. And, you know, I speak on relationships and um, I told a story about what happened with me in my first marriage. And the ladies were like really shocked. It was the yesterday was the first time I've ever told the story of what has actually happened in my first marriage. Mm. And I told them about how I was called every name in the book other than the child of God that I am. I was saved and he wasn't. And so I told him that the only way, reason I could figure out he did that was because of his own personal demons that he had to deal with, the fact that he was a heavy drinker, and he'd been to four wars, so he had PTSD, my diagnosis. And I also think that there was some jealousy there because mm -hmm. um, when he married me, in my mind, I had never planned to marry a military soldier. And I literally had told him one time when he had, talked about marriage that my parents sent me to college to marry a professional man. Like, so, so I had the college degree. I went on to get my master's degree. I had a great career. He was in the military. He had a decent career, but I always felt like he put me down for like no reason whatsoever. Wow. Like I wasn't a cursor. I wasn't a drinker. I wasn't a person who partied all the time. I didn't mistreat people. I went to church. I was a great mom. I felt like I was a great wife. And I still was talked to like a dog on a regular basis to the point that my son said to me, mom, why do you stay with him? Mm. Wow. So I didn't tell that particular side of the story yesterday, but I just literally told them about how Okay, my words that I chose, he tricked me into marriage. And, um, you know, people ask me, why didn't I walk away at that moment? And I did it. But, and how I endured his verbal and mental abuse for the next 20 years. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That is that is powerful. And, mm -hmm. you know, as you think about sabotage, we like to think it's happening outside of our immediate loved ones, but it actually exactly. really be your loved ones. So, you know, um, Roz, you know, what happens when it is a, a, a loved one that's sabotaging you? This is just my personal opinion. Now, if it's your spouse and, you know, similar to what you, what, you know, the young lady was just talking about, D-I-V-O-R-C-E, D-I-V-O-R-C-E, D-I-V-O-R-C-E. <laughs> let me let me um say a couple of things related to what I just shared with y'all. One thing I had told him is that I will never walk away from this marriage unless God tells me to. And God never told me to walk away. But guess what? One day he walked away because he got stationed somewhere else. He got up there and was having so much fun playing a single life. He never to be the kid. So I didn't have a bitter divorce. Yes, we did get divorced, but it wasn't a bitter divorce. But I do have to say that I am now in a, in a fabulous, amazing marriage. And so God gave me the best of the best of the best. Awesome. That's yeah. great, Cynthia. Marae, yeah. you know, Marae, what happened? Yeah, I, 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 
I think when, when it's a loved one or your spouse, you have to address it. You definitely have to address it because especially with men, it's a pro, it's a ego problem. They always have to show that they're strong and they dominate. And so when they have a strong woman in, in front of them, they, they're not at ease and they, they feel challenged even if you don't actually challenge them. So you have to sit down and make them understand that uh, it has nothing to do with, you know, uh, authority in this case. I mean, you, it's just you growing and you expressing yourself and it's actually a good thing for the relationship. And if it doesn't understand, then, I mean, uh, like Cynthia, you just have to leave because that's, that's not possible. You know, we, we, we are partner and that's what they have to understand. We are partner in a relationship. So everything we do, we do it for the good of the couple. And uh, if we actually earn more money, it's, it's good for the couple. And if they can't actually stand it, then, I mean, it just means that we're not on the same, you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're not ready to go on the same journey and we have to part. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's, that's just a reality. Absolutely. Um, Cynthia, you were going to add something? No, I was going to say what you said is so true. That's so real because... I tried to talk to him. I tried to get him to go to counseling. I tried to get him to read books. Out back then, they used to have a lot of magazines. They would have a lot of little marriage quizzes and tips in it. I used to read them to him, try to get him to discuss them. He didn't want to do anything to change or, 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 or grow the marriage, change the marriage. But I did exactly what you said, Marae. I still... Mm -hmm. worked on me. I worked on my career. I read the books. I read the articles. I still stayed a nice person, a good wife. I did feed mm -hmm. into the arguments. I wasn't perfect. Trust me. I did some fussing and carrying mm -hmm. on and anger and, and right. bitterness. And, but I still took care of me and I know I was still a good mom and I was still what I call a good Christian woman, which is what made me stay in a relationship, unfortunately. But you're exactly right with what you're saying. Great tips. Well, and those it's all important for us to recognize that we've got to do a little bit of um, self-awareness. Right? We've got to have some self-awareness in this situation to recognize that mm -hmm. um, things aren't what they appear to be. We are not feeling good in this situation. Something is off and it's up to us to take some action and ownership to help change the situation, mm -hmm. whether it's confronting the person um, I'm not talking about like, you know, hair pulled back, um, face grease, uh, Vaseline on your face kind of confronting, right? But I'm talking about you may have to have a conversation, whether it's a loved one or, um, or a coworker. You might have to approach it and say, hey, here's what I'm seeing. Here's what I'm feeling. I could be wrong. So I just wanted to bring this and have a conversation with you about it. Because sometimes when people are caught, they'll back up a little bit. They'll That's go, right. okay, you exactly. know, I, I can't play this game anymore because now she's aware of it. And so, you know, those are some things, if you're dealing with sabotage, don't be hesitant. Number one, figure out what you're feeling. You might be contributing to the situation. Are you contributing? And if so, you've got to mm -hmm. deal with your own piece. You've got to be willing to confront the other person. It may, if it's a work situation, you may have to go to your manager or HR um, or, you know, whatever other options you have. And frankly, you may just need to get out and leave. Every place is not the place for you. We are mm -hmm. not We are not destined to be at any particular place. You may feel like this is, why should I have to leave? I'm not doing anything wrong. 
Well, okay, but if it's a toxic environment, then you're continuing to um, allow yourself to be exposed to that. So I want to change the conversation a little bit quickly now because we've been talking about um, uh, uh, just change the conversation a little bit now because we've been talking about sabotage when others are sabotaging. What happens when we are the ones sabotaging? Mm -hmm. What happens when it's self-sabotage and we are getting in our own way? We are our own block. You know, we are the person that is doing things that we know is not contributing to our success. You know, the one, number one thing that comes to mind is wellness and weight loss. <laughs> Right. So for us as women, we like lose those 20 pounds. Wait, that donut look good. You know what? Can I just get one of those donuts? Oh, for me, my weakness is French fries. It's like so the hilarious part for me is I have a French fry tax in my house. <laughs> so if anybody comes into my house with French fries, I have to have one. That's just how it is. It's a tax. You're coming in the door. You've got fresh, hot French fries. You need to give me Right. So but I always say, hey, I'm trying to get in shape and I'm working on myself and I'm going to improve things. But don't come in my house with no French fries. That is clearly self-sabotage. Now, I don't need to have that French fry text, but there's something up here that's telling that where I'm telling myself that that's OK. You deserve these French fries, girl. You know, go ahead and have a good time. Listen, you worked really hard last week. It was a stressful <laughs> week. So I go through all that in my head to justify the reason I'm having those French fries. So what self-sabotaging behaviors have you ladies either personally experienced or seen in others um, that maybe we could talk about this morning? So, um, Marae, I'll come to you first. Oh, gosh, there's, there's so many of them. I mean, you're talking about food. You're talking about, <laughs> about doing certain things. But, but at, at the end of the day, I mean, for me, it's actually periodic. Uh, you know, I had a period where, you know, especially talking about diet and, you know, being healthy, where I was very disciplined and very, you know, um, following things very well. But with time, I've actually relaxed a little bit more, and uh, obviously the you know the weight is piling off, and I'm you know I'm always trying to. What's happening is that I'm I'm doing firefighting now. It's not something that I really plan. It's just reacting and you know trying to to um, to address the problem when it becomes a big problem. But at the end of the day, it comes down to you know how our state of mind. And uh, if we're not, you know, okay, you know, in our mind, then it's, it becomes difficult to actually address the self-sabotage. We actually tend to sabotage ourselves even more. And so we need to find a way, you know, to, to stop and understand where we are in terms of uh, what we're doing and the level of sabotaging that we're doing to ourselves. And like what we do with other, address it because uh, it's however we continue in that way and we keep going down and we keep sabotaging ourselves, or we have to quit, you know, the habit and then you know uh, expand ourselves, get out of our comfort zone because I think in this case it's a, it's about comfort right. and and really do something drastic to get out of the the sabotage zone. And sometimes we can't actually do it ours alone. So we need support. You mm -hmm. might need a coach or a mentor or in that case, a personal trainer or dietitian or whatever. Mm -hmm. So we, we have the option also to reach out 
to, to be able to get out of this sabotage zone that we, we've created for ourselves. So, Maria, are you trying to tell me that I should just end my French fry tax? <laughs> uh, yes. I mean, if you feel like it's sabotage, you have to take action, Rhonda. I'm sorry. You have to take action. <laughs> Fine. Okay. Whatever. I will definitely consider the first of the year. <laughs> because you know, you know that it's not good for you, but you keep going back. Yeah. Oh my I have God. to take a You have to, to reach out for help, you know, and, uh, you know, okay. that's, that's just the reality. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. Rob, I'll get to you. Change the rules you know, because you are in control. You are in control. You can yeah. change the rules. And yeah. then ask people to come with a salad or something else or a smoothie or whatever. I'm definitely, I'm definitely in control of this tax. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> what did you think? No pressure though. In terms of self-sabotage. Oh, I might need to plead the fifth on this one because I have a big old list. <laughs> You know, weight loss. Uh, I love to buy shoes. You know, um, you know, I, I I have some weak areas. I'm not disciplined in my eating habits because of the way that I work. So I have noticed the land expansion in my face and in my body. <laughs> land expansion. <laughs> so, you know. I, you know, you know, th those are some areas, you know, just like some people have areas, you know, sabotage with finances or with, um, you know, I hate cleaning up. And so I have to get someone to help me clean up because, I mean, I love a nice clean house, don't get me wrong, but for me, buying shoes and trying to keep a house clean, nah. No, <laughs> that's, that's not it for you, huh? So I have to plead the fifth on on everything else, but I'll, I'll be transparent about that, you know, being disciplined, you know, with eating so, so that I don't get big. Right. Be, you know, being disciplined with my, also with my exercise, you know, making the time and then also setting boundaries. Mm -hmm. If I don't set the boundary, then that's where the sabotage comes in. Yeah, you know, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Thanks, Ross. We all have those moments. Cynthia, what have you seen or, you know, what uh, around you or even personally when it comes to self-sabotage? Well, I can go back to that first marriage I was in. I used to self-sabotage because I used to wonder what is wrong with me? You know, what have I done wrong? I used to beat myself up, you guys. Mm -hmm. And um, honestly, I have to be, you know, I'll be transparent. I had an experience with God that transformed my mindset. And it wasn't until um, he told me, um, peace be still, that I developed a peace on the inside of me, mm -hmm. it, um, God, I have a chance to share this too, to where it turned things around in my household. Once I became peaceful and calmed down and I stopped arguing and yelling and name calling back, it totally transformed the atmosphere in my house. And we never argued again. I yeah. never got called outside of my name. Now this was in the last one year of the marriage. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, it didn't turn things around, but in the last one year of the marriage, but I can honestly say in relationships, especially 
a lot of times we like to accuse the other person of being the one who's in the wrong and we get so focused on their faults and what they're doing wrong and what they're not doing right and what they're not doing for me and you know and and they're doing this that and the other saying this that and the other and we fail to examine ourselves so guess what when i calm down everything calmed down so i talk from experience when I'm talking to, I'm sitting in front of someone and they're always talking about what the other person is doing and they're going on and on and on and on and on about what the other person is doing. Well, what are you doing? I'm not doing anything. Um, we probably are. Yeah. We probably are. Nine times out of 10, we probably are. So I just say, you know what? Most of us have never learned how to celebrate ourselves. We've mm-hmm. never learned how to mm-hmm. reward ourselves. We've never learned how to just spend time with ourselves. And so I have this book, it's called, I, I was going to pull it out the drawer, but I didn't want to go out of the camera, but I think it's called the uh, 12 week year. I'm not sure. And in this planner, it has a grateful part that you have to do every day. So I had to do a total mind shift set. And so my mind shift is that every day I write down three things that I'm grateful for. And every month I try to do something in my life to celebrate me or something I've done in my business or something that's happened in my marriage and my family. Like I try to make sure I'm I'm adding positive things to my life and I'm not just going through the everyday just lackadaisical, you know, la, 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 la. This is life. Just letting it happen. You gotta be purposeful if you don't want to live a sabotage life. Yeah, no, I love that. I I do think that there's an element, and that's really a great segue. So if you're out there, if you're watching, don't forget to like the video, share, comment. Even if you're watching on the replay, um, we want to hear your thoughts. Uh, this is an important conversation because not only do we experience this in real life, out in the workplace, in our personal and uh, relationships. Um, also, internally, we tend to self-sabotage. One of the biggest uh, ways that we mm-hmm. self-sabotage ourselves is procrastination. There are things that we know mm-hmm. that we should be doing, even when it's career-based. And I even talk to my entrepreneurial clients about this. You know, there are certain steps that you believe will make you more successful in your business, will help you attract more clients, will help you double or triple your revenue. However, are you doing those things, Right we get caught up and we get super busy doing 85 other things. That's a form of self-sabotage. You are sabotaging your business because you are not doing the things that you have identified will make you more successful Mm -hmm. because of part of it is that comfort zone. So we're going to start our closing segment here. um, And and what we'll do is we'll just go around to each of you and just uh, share your closing thoughts on the topic and the issue of sabotage. But for me, I think that as we think about this, it really is important for us to do that self-reflection, that self-awareness piece, and then begin to take actions that will help you move past it, whatever it is, whether it's me eliminating my French fry tax or doing the work that I need to do to continue to generate clients, because as much as I love to help people, I can't help everyone, anyone if I can't reach them, if I don't have clients that are connecting with me. And so that's a big part of you know, um, the, the work that I feel like I'm called to do. And so for you guys, what's your final uh, thoughts and your closing comments on this topic that we've had a great conversation um, on sabotage? So Marae, um, we'll come to you first. Yeah, uh, for me, I mean, sabotage start with us and end with us. So even if it's inflicted by other, 
we are on the driving seat to stop it. So address it with people trying to sabotage us. And when we actually self-sabotage ourselves, like you said, we need to take time to stop, to understand where we are and take action to get out of this sabotage life that we've created for us. And nobody is gonna do it for, for us. And, that, and we need to understand that we are in control. We are the one, you know, uh, we have to take action and we have to get out of this sabotage. And it's painful sometimes mm -hmm. uh, because we actually know what we have to do, but it's just that we want to stay in this comfort zone and we're so scared to step out of this comfort zone to, to, to really grow and get out of the sabotage zone. Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks so much, Murray. Um, Roz, we'll come to you next, and then we'll wrap up with Cindy's closing thoughts. I just want to chime in what Mariah said. We have to recognize it. We have to recognize it and address it. Then we also, too, I go back to boundaries, because sometimes the sabotage comes in is because we have allowed things to, you know, come into our area, into our space that we would not normally allow to come in. And so we have to, you know, stick to, you know, some things. We have to say that we're not going to allow this to happen. But then you have to recognize it. You have to understand, you know, am I staying in this because I'm comfortable or is there a fear? Because sometimes the sabotage comes from us being scared of leaving or being scared of addressing it. So you have to, you know, understand, you know, of addressing this because of a fear. Am I scared of addressing this because I have been here so long, or am I embarrassed to address it because of what others are going to say? So, you know, there's a lot of things in this that you have to look at when it comes to sabotage. Yeah, no, all great points, Roz. Thank you so much for sharing that. Cynthia, your closing thoughts. I think that um, we really need to start spending more time thinking about ourselves. You know, as women, we get so busy in life. We get busy with our careers, with our businesses, with our children, with our friends, our family, our church, our community. There's so, even with the social media, with um, TV, movies, we're so busy with things, but honestly, we never sit, uh, most of us, a lot of us, we never sit down and really think about ourselves and what we need and what we want and, and some things that we can do to really um, keep our minds fresh and keep our um, energy up and to keep our level of, of lifestyle exciting and renewed, you know, um, start, you know, a lot of us do journal, but journal about, you know what, um, I was at the conference yesterday and they confirmed something. Someone had told me to write down seven times who I am, who I am seven <laughs> times. So at the conference yesterday, someone said the same exact thing. Have you ever thought about who you really are? So I have not done it yet, but I'm going to write down seven times. I am, I am seven times and see what I come up with. And so, you know, we just need to examine ourselves and we need to make sure that we are taking good care of ourselves through what we say, through what we do, through what we eat, through what we where we go and through the people we surround ourselves with in our lives. Right. Come on, ladies. We got to have 
fun and like we yeah. can't like I and I'm talking to myself, y'all. I work so <laughs> hard during the day. Like I am a workaholic. I am at my computer or on my phone all the time. So you know what I've decided to do to celebrate me and the hard work I've done all year long? What? My my birthday is December 6th, right? Y'all, I'm having an old school 70s house party for my birthday. Oh my God. I'm so excited. Like, I'm inviting hundreds of people. My husband, like, hundreds of people. We can't get hundreds of people in our house. Oh, yes, we can. I say, because nobody comes to the party all at the same time. They're going to be coming and going, coming and going. They can be on this level, they'll be down in the basement. I don't care. I'm inviting a couple of hundred people, probably maybe like 300 people because everybody won't be able to come that I um, invite. But I'm inviting my church family. I'm inviting my old church family, friends from back home, my business friends. You know what I'm saying? My neighbors. I'm going to I'm going to celebrate Cynthia this year. Mm, I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. We should all do that celebration. We all work so hard. Um, I love having these conversations because because we are coaches and thought leaders and authors and all of the of the things that we do. We all work really hard at getting our message out. And we have to remember, I think that's a perfect way to close uh, is to take time, you know, to take some time for yourself. So um, uh, Frazier says, need to book you for a podcast interview, Roz Jones. Absolutely. Yay, Roz, get booked on that podcast. All right, chop, chop. Let's make it happen, people. Go ahead and get that scheduled. So you guys are amazing. I want to thank you so much for joining the show. This has been a great conversation on sabotage. I hope someone out there has found something in the conversation helpful and useful and maybe uh, giving you an opportunity to do a little bit of self-reflection. So for Cynthia and Roz and Murray and myself, we thank you for watching another episode of Coffee with Rhonda. We'll be back next week, same time, same station. Uh, for another conversation, don't forget to bring your cup. What's in your cup on the next Coffee with Rhonda episode? Woohoo! Cups all around. Thanks so much, Roz. We know you're in the airport. Thanks for joining Cindy, Cynthia at the last minute. You are awesome. Thank you so much. We'll have you back on another show. All right. Thank you, ladies. All Thank right. you. Bye. Yeah, hold on. Don't leave yet. Bye, everybody.